Welcome to Seeing Beyond Risk, a podcast series by the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. My name is Jill Harper, Vice Chair of Communications on the CIA's Research Council. In this episode, we'll be talking about a paper published in May 2020 called Quantification of Cyber Risk for Actuaries. This paper was jointly funded by the Canadian Institute of Actuaries, the Casualty Actuarial Society, and the Society of Actuaries. So it's yet another example of the CIA's efforts towards collaboration and research. If you want to learn about these collaboration efforts, we do have a Seeing Beyond Risk podcast episode that's all about collaboration and research, so check that out. You can find the report that we'll be discussing today, as well as any other CIA research paper, by visiting the website at cia-ica.ca, navigating to the Research tab at the top, then selecting Research Projects. On the phone today, we have Dr. Unal Tatar and Fei Ji. Unal is an Assistant Professor of Cybersecurity in the College of Emergency Preparedness, Homeland Security, and Cybersecurity at the University of Albany, and he's one of the authors of this paper. Bay is a fellow of the CIA and the SOA, and is also a very active volunteer with the Canadian Institute of Actuaries, currently serving on the CIA's board and the CIA's research council. And in addition to that, she was also a member of the project oversight group for this project. Welcome to both of you. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Jill. Happy to be here. Thank you, Jill. Thank you for having me. So let's start talking about why we did this project in the first place. What was the motivation behind the project? The primary motivation behind this project is actually my and the other project team members' observations and experiences in both research and practice of cyber risk management. I have been working on cybersecurity for over 16 years and my primary focus is cyber risk management. The major motivation behind this project is deficiencies of the current cyber risk analysis methods and the need for a replicable, standardized cyber risk quantification approach, especially for the emerging cyber insurance market and sector. One of the major problems we identified through experience is cyber risk often treated as an information technology problem rather than a vital part of the enterprise risk management. Existing cyber risk analysis methods assess risk mostly at the asset layer by focusing on assessing software, hardware, and data risks by using some approaches like software quality assurance, vulnerability analysis, intrusion detection, and malware analysis. Some enterprise conduct risk analysis at the organizational level by considering their business processes. And very few enterprises conduct cyber risk analysis at the ecosystem level by taking their supply chains into consideration. Another deficiency of the existing cyber risk analysis methods is the insufficiency of the utilized metrics to support investment decisions, such as deciding on what security controls should be implemented per buying cyber insurance. Qualitative metrics and operational terms are often used as cyber risk indicators rather than quantified financial measures that guide investment decisions. Besides this, the lack of quantification of how investments in specific controls change risk level by measuring the effectiveness of planned or implemented controls is another limitation of the current cyber risk analysis methods. 
All these reasons and emerging cyber insurance market and their need for a comprehensive cyber risk quantification framework motivated us to do this project. And to carry out this project, we were fortunate to receive the support and funding from Canadian Institute of Actuaries, Society of Actuaries, and the Casualty Actuarial Society. So just to add from the perspective from the, uh, the actuarial and the CIA and the um, industry practitioner perspective, cyber risk has been the top current and emerging risk on the CIA annual survey of emerging risk for quite a few years and has only been recently overtaken by climate change risk. It's not an understatement to say that cyber risk is on top of all risk managers' mind. As indicated by UNO, that um, while there has been a lot of progress on IT and cyber risk management framework development, they are mostly qualitative risk assessments. For example, we have risk and control self-assessment, commonly used for all financial risks that includes IT and cyber risk, and, and also ongoing monitoring of various key risk indicators. So, but one of the biggest challenges for IT and cyber risk management is he's to quantify the potential risk. So we were excited to be presented the opportunity to sponsor this initiative. Given the lack of past events and data points, and at the same time, the really fast-paced technology improvement, the innovations, there seems to be limited value utilizing scenario stress testing, using the traditional actuarial technique and methodology and use it for cyber risk. So we are hoping this research paper will help explore techniques can help potentially quantify cyber risk. Makes perfect sense. Can you give us an overview of what the project was all about? Oh, this is a hard question. It's not easy to briefly summarize this complex project. But let me try my best. In this project, our goal was to build a probabilistic risk analysis model on how to quantify cyber risk by relating the risks caused by the assets to the organizational goals. I mean, what will be the impact on business processes if an asset or a group of assets are targeted in a cyber attack? When I say assets, I mean software, hardware, and network equipments. And in this risk analysis method, we considered the cascading impacts through the internal dependencies of an organization from assets to business processes. In order to do this, we looked at the organization from all different perspectives and integrate the analysis conducted from this perspective. First, we looked at the organization from an attacker's, a hacker's perspective. We revealed uh, what assets could be targeted and then what would be the attacking strategy from the perspective of an attacker. Since the developers of the IT products and designers of the organization's network built a system with some defense lines, most of the time hackers cannot directly attack the Honeypost organization's IT network. First, they need to intrude the network, then look for ways to reach other computers inside the network to use as a stepping stone to reach their final target. If, as defenders, we can uh, uh, look at the network from a hacker's perspective and plan attack strategies to, so that we can reveal critical assets of our network. And as you can guess, depending on how big the network is, there can be hundreds of different ways, different attack paths to attack a network. 
To deal with this, we use a probabilistic approach to find out which assets are most critical, and we used attack graph methodology for this reason. And using software to scan network for known vulnerabilities and combining this with the information of how the network is configured, we developed the attack propagation model. Then we could assign probability values based on how difficult to succeed each attack step and analyze the network's defenses from the attacker's perspective. Besides an attacker's view, the second perspective we adopted is based on how the impact would propagate after an attack succeeds. For this purpose, we mapped all the assets of an organization to the business processes. Using a spatial propagation modeling method, functional dependency network analysis, FDNA, we could analyze how a breach or disruption of operation of an asset would affect the business. Our analysis depends on the internal dependencies among the assets, services, and business processes of an organization. Later, we integrated outputs of the attack propagation and impact propagation. And finally, we calculated the risk of attack scenarios in terms of dollars. For each business process, looking at the degree of incapacitation, we estimated the total cost by adding up the possible cost items, such as loss of revenue, equipment cost, core settlement fees, and customer notification costs. This comprehensive approach integrated the analysis regarding the attacker strategies, business impact propagation, and cost estimation. Using this methodology, organizations can identify their critical assets and simulate the effects of different investment strategies to evaluate organizations' cyber resiliency, such as implementing security controls and buying cyber insurance. This methodology can help cyber insurance companies and actuaries to analyze a client organization's network to calculate limits and premiums by estimating the risks posed by this organization. So what were some of your key findings with all this analysis? Most important finding of our research has been that using only attack propagation analysis or only impact propagation analysis can give an incomplete and misleading view of the cyber risk of an organization. Integrating these two gives a holistic view that considers the organization from multiple perspectives. In results, we can estimate total risks posed by the organization with dollar amounts and identify critical assets that may not look critical at the first glance. Another important key finding is about effective resource allocation. The primary goal of cybersecurity activities is keeping the organization up and running without disclosing any confidential information or being subject to any manipulation. Knowing which assets are more crucial to keep business running is very important for prioritizing resource allocation. Finally, losses from cyber attacks are not single dimensional. I mean, a loss can be caused by a breach of confidentiality, which means an unauthorized party can access information such as in data breach, 
for a breach of integrity, which means data is changed by someone unauthorized, like web defacement, or a breach of availability, which means an information system is not accessible to authorized parties when they are supposed to access, such as ransomware attacks or distributed denial of service DDoS attacks. The values of assets and also business processes are not also single dimensional. We demonstrated that employing confidentiality, integrity, and availability aspects to calculate and integrate value of assets and the impact on assets and business processes give a more accurate risk picture. I think the research paper also helped to illustrate that uh, not all system vulnerabilities are equal. It might sound obvious, but it's not always easy to put into practice. It could be due to the lack of like modeling techniques and various other factors. So we hope that some of the concepts and techniques used in the paper would help the risk managers or the, uh, the system owners, risk owners, to visualize the various impacts and help them to prioritize in their own risk environment and within their corporations. That sounds incredibly helpful. Did you encounter anything surprising as you worked on this paper? Most of the results we received at the end of the project actually are what we expected, but we also encountered several interesting findings. For example, when we conducted analysis to reveal multiple attack paths to identify critical assets, we found out that sometimes assets with less importance may play a key role in the security of a network so that if hackers gain access to them, many doors open within the network and then they can move much more easier inside the network and taking them to their actual targets much easier. So sometimes a less important asset might be more important when you have a holistic view and when you consider the connections and dependencies with other assets. And we saw that without conducting attack propagation analysis, business impact estimates can be misleading. Such critical assets should be identified and vulnerabilities of these assets should be mitigated to prevent devastating impacts against organizations. I just want to add to that too. So the UNO and the research team has been very kindly provided us the, the supporting spreadsheet with the model simulation and the data supporting the, the research project. It is now published also on the CIA website. Anyone interested could try to look into the spreadsheet and you will have the opportunity to play around with the input, maybe based on your own organization or some of your scenario. And um, maybe you will have some surprising and interesting finding as well. Yeah, that sounds very helpful. So what do you think the next steps are in this area of research? Related to our project, next step can be automatizing systems implementing the risk analysis approach we developed. Another important step from a broader view is expanding the approach we developed to cover the impact coming from third-party risks from vendors, I mean supply chain risks. You know, a chain is as strong as its weakest link, and a vendor might expose risks to your organization even if you implemented security measures in your organization. So this method can be expanded to cover the supply chain risks. This can be a next step. 
not directly related to our project, but I believe there is another important aspect. There is an important knowledge gap in the reliability of cyber risk scores produced by non-intrusive methods. The methodology we developed depends on intrusive analysis methods. That means we need to scan the vulnerabilities, we need to touch the IT systems, collect the vulnerability information, and then value them, and then connect them to the business processes. So we need to get information from the organization to calculate the risk. This is what we do in our uh, method. However, nowadays, non-intrusive methods have also become very popular within the cyber insurance domain, specifically for third-party risk management. There are several companies that provide cyber risk ratings for organizations using non-intrusive methods. These methods, for example, to assign a security rating score for an organization, they look for indications of historical successful cyber attacks against the organization using the public resources, and then the risk companies even dig into the dark web to look for whether any breached confidential data is available there. So, for cyber risk rating calculation, these companies don't need to reach out to or get information from any of these organizations. Based on their findings, they assign a score for the organization and they sell this information to other organizations such as cyber insurance companies. This way, organizations can have a better idea of how good their partners or clients are at cybersecurity. This approach is similar to credit scores for individuals based on the history of budget management. The individual credit scores are pretty consistent among different bureaus. If an individual has a credit score of 700 from a one bureau, it's not 800 from another bureau. It can be 680, 710. The range is not very big. There is a really good consistency among the scores from different credit bureaus. However, cyber risk scoring methods are recently being developed. This is what we will be talking about cyber risk calculation in the near future. As the insurance companies and the financial industry continue to innovate and to adapt to customer expectations, the race to go digital and paperless definitely has been accelerated during COVID-19 and the pace of change is not going to slow down. This elevated the need to further the field to quantify IT and cyber risk and the, the broader risk management around the, this risk type. So we definitely look forward to future work on this field and I would definitely be interested to participate if we can. Absolutely. Thank you both for joining us today and for sharing your thoughts. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Thank you for having us too. So again, as a reminder, if you want to learn more about this project or any other CIA research project, you can do so by visiting the website at cia-ica.ca, selecting the research tab at the top, then choosing research projects. Within this research tab, there's also a link to share your research ideas, which you can use if you have any ideas or comments that you wish to share about CIA research. We always appreciate your feedback, so please don't hesitate if you've got anything to share. My name is Jill Harper, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Seeing Beyond Risk. 